Welcome to the LBCF podcast. Our vision is to learn to live and love like Jesus, where we live, work, and play. To find out more about our community, you can visit us at lbcf.org. We hope you are encouraged and challenged by this teaching from our community. All right. Good morning. Morning, LBCF. I love that no matter how long we let that greeting time go, it's never long enough, which is great. But also just kind of tag that and take it into like a lunch hangout, you know. Um, Good morning. My name's Ryan. If we haven't had the chance to meet, uh, I am the teaching pastor at LBCF. And uh, today is my last day. And uh, I have a lot of really cool, as I was preparing, um, I have a lot of things that I, uh, I, I got really caught up in a lot of really good ideas. And so I just wanted to share with all of you all of the sermons you won't hear today, okay? So, so I have graphics because I was like, I was starting to get emotional and I was like, I need to go into my happy place. And so I made a bunch of graphics of sermons that I still think would be really great, but you're not going to hear them today. So we're just... Potter's hands. I had an idea. I was going to come here and I was going to get a pottery wheel and I don't know how to be a potter. And that was going to be the whole plan is I was going to try pottery for the first time and do a sermon explaining how we're not the potter. And when we try to form other people, we mess it up, right? That when we try to make other people into the image that we think, we're not meant to be the potter, right? So genius idea, you're not going to hear that one. Next. I made a graphic for it. You can't really tell, but those are potter's hands, which is how it makes sense. What's, what is, oh, it's also from Isaiah 64. What's the next one? Berean. It's not a word that we've talked about a lot in here, but it's a group of people that their intention was to be a group to look at the the text critically and what they were being taught and to really challenge it. And I was going to encourage us to be Bereans. And the way that I was going to, do that came from a college sermon that I almost taught once where I was going to open the Bible up and I was going to read something that did not exist in it. I was just going to make it up and see how long it took for anybody to raise their hand and go, wait, whoa, 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 that's, that's not in there. Because I think we have to be willing to do that. We have to be willing to say no or wait or what. And ask questions and challenge. So I was going to call us to be Bereans because it does call us to worship the Lord with all of our heart, soul, and mind. We need to be able to think critically. All right, so you won't hear that one. I was thinking of maybe doing something of like the last words that the disciples got was a great commission. And we've talked about that in here and how often that's gotten twisted into what we see now as very common sort of evangelism, but what we are called is to make disciples and and what that means. And so you won't hear that one. Um, I have a video clip that I think is next. I was planning to go back to a crowd favorite. Everybody loves the sermon about the murmuration and how we we all move and... step. It's very poetic. It's very neat. So you're not going to hear that one again, but I was like, I could just go back to something that I know works, Um, but you won't hear that one today. All right, next. I was thinking about talking about 
Oogie, my eyes are so bad. Hiding and the broken pieces. Uh, hearts. Because I heard a quote that said, God can heal broken hearts, but he needs all the pieces. And I hated that quote. And the reason I hated that quote was because it gives us the impression that we can hide. It gives us the impression that we can actually keep things away. And I think that the temptation of Adam is our temptation to think we can hide. That our first temptation is to keep it away. Now, truthfully, we can we can push against transformation, but God has all of the pieces. He has all of your pieces. He sees all of those broken parts. So I was going to do some kinsugi, which is a, in, an art form where they take broken pieces and they mend it with gold and it looks beautiful. So you won't hear that one. Um, and then I had like a list of like three other things. Revelation 22, I was going to talk about how at the end uh, that there's peace and joy and hope. I was going to talk about a Genesis 2 where Adam names Eve and it starts to become one of hierarchy and, and, and domination. And I was going to talk about unnaming each other. I was going to have AI spit out a sermon for me and I was, and I was just going to read it and then see what is different about being a part of a community. Like, how do we actually tell where is the heart in all of this? How can we tell that something that's been popped up? I was going to do, like, a sermon, a 15-minute in the style of Rob Bell. I was just going to put in all these things where I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that. And so instead, I just couldn't get away from the last thing that I would want to talk about would be the words of Jesus. Because I never wanted to use the pulpit as an opportunity for my own platform. I always wanted to submit an opportunity to, to be up here and to be humble because it says, let not many of you become teachers. There's an amount of reverence and gravity that I've held being in this spot. So I wanted to do something a little bit stripped away from all of those clever things that I thought would have been memorable and clever and awesome. And I just wanted to remind us that our opportunity as a church is to come together, to not just get more information, but to experience communion with Christ. When we're here at church, if all we have is clever information and not an invitation for communion with Christ, you could do, you might as well have AI pops something out for you. Because that's really good and clever information. But the, the purpose of the church is to link arms with other people that are trying to do the really hard work of taking up your cross, living into your baptism each day and saying, Lord, how can I have communion with you? And so before we start, because I want to take us through a... Um, Alexio of Matthew chapter 5. So if you have your Bible, you can turn it there. But this will be a practice where I will read over all of us. And we will take a moment to pause in between each one. Alexio, um, I have a deep 
love for con- for contemplative reading. But I also know that there are ways that we need to approach God's word that leaves room to feel uncomfortable. And so to sit in a contemplative space might feel uncomfortable. And as we start, um, I'm going to ask everybody to kind of come to and, uh, and really pay attention to where they're at in their uh, body. So we're going to do a really short mindfulness exercise, just really trying to ground ourselves. And as I was talking to Vanessa about this, she was, her wisdom was to remind everybody that if you are checking in with your a body and that makes you more uncomfortable, because it might, that I just want to say, like, if you have to kind of tune out that part because it's, it's becoming harder, um, just notice that. But um, as, as we tune into um, our bodies, it helps us to remember also that being created in a body was not an accident, that as we tune in it, it helps us to see that we are an integrated whole person. Um, And so I will read through Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 10. And the first reading, just don't try to analyze anything. Just have it read over you. Just enjoy the word. I will read it a second time and be paying attention for which word or phrase pops out at you and just notice it. And then the third time that I read, take that phrase in your mind and hold it out as the lens through which you pray this last reading. So the first one's a reading, the second one's attentiveness, and the third one is prayer. And so we will do that, and then um, we'll have some time for silence, but my prayer is that we would focus in and try to um, really attend to this hope that we would have communion with God through his word. I didn't want to leave without just also thanking um, LBCF for my time developing um, in how I teach in my s- s- storytelling, um, how it's Ryan Longnecker. I'm so glad that I get to. Brandon would interrupt me <laughs> from across the country. <laughs> Classic. Okay, good. We needed to lighten things up in here. So um, I just wanted to thank LVF and all of you ha- who have shown me so much grace and patience as I've learned and tried to um, how to pastor well and for the place that it provided my family at a time where we needed home so badly. Um, So I'm going to open us in prayer, and then I'm going to ask everybody to close their eyes. We're just going to tune into our uh, bodies, and then I will read, and I'll provide some things along the way. Lord, as we come to your words today, help us to um, bring all of ourselves to it because it's impossible to leave any of ourselves at the the door. I heard that so much growing up to leave certain things at the 
the door, but I believe we're meant to bring it to the foot of the cross. To offer all of ourselves up, our bodies, minds, hearts, convictions, emotions, temperaments, all of the things that seem to follow us no matter where we go, Lord. You are receiving all of it with open arms and with open eyes and saying, lean on me. I am your father. I have good gifts and I believe the best about you. The one who knows me most loves me best, Lord. We believe that. So help us to slow ourselves down enough to have a communion opportunity with you and with each other. Help us to approach your word always with the hope of being transformed. Lord, that we would offer up our hearts to say, Lord, what would you have me do with what I've heard? And that we would look critically enough to, to be able to acknowledge and see where th- that c- command might be hard because it says in uh, it says in second Timothy that your whole word is good for encouragement but also for 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 teaching and and rebuke but not just to lead us to shame but that it leads us and it prepares us for every good work help us to be prepared for the good works that you have laid out for us in your name amen so now i'm going to ask everybody to close your eyes and just feel the weight of your body in your chair the the fact that your feet are hitting the floor focus on your breath and how your stomach expands as you breathe in deeply. It says that God breathed his breath into us, and that was life. So as we breathe, we can also breathe in thankfulness that the Lord has us here. Recognize where you might have pain or tension and just try to breathe deeply into that area and so as we have now tuned into our body I want to read Matthew chapter 5 it says now when he saw the crowds he went up on a mountainside and sat down his disciples came to him and he began to teach them saying Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be fulfilled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteous 
happiness for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So on this next reading, I'm going to encourage you to just pay attention for um, which beatitude pops out. What might be for you today? What might the Lord be encouraging you, challenging you, teaching you? Just notice it. Don't analyze it. Just hold it. Matthew 5. Now when he saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, as we read this last time, I want you to just hold that phrase, that word, whatever it is. Hold it up as the lens of prayer that you pray this whole thing through. And say, Lord, what is it that you you are showing me in this whole passage through this thing that you highlighted for me? And just stay open, stay Stay curious. Let this be an opportunity to open up throughout your week. We don't have to come out of today with answers. It's better to come out of our opportunities in church to come out with better questions. What are the better questions that might be coming up as we read this last time? Now when he saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them saying, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be failed. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So now I would invite you to just um, check in with your body again. Did that bring up something that's anxious? Do you need to untighten your 
a jaw, drop your sh- sh- shoulders. Has has there been something where having the word read over you has felt like it brings up anxiety or pressure or shame? I would invite you to know that the Lord of the Bible is one full of grace and peace. And he is a father that will hold us even as things get really complicated. He has you and whatever has come up from this reading. He wants it to be for the fullness of your life. Lord, we ask that you would continue to lead us, that as we are your people, would you show us what it is we are meant to do in these places with your word. Lord, would we never try to do it on our own? Would you draw us back over and over again into a community, into prayer, and into waiting on you? You are good and you are holy. Help us to draw our eyes on all the things that are worth mentioning that we would see the beautiful ways that we are that we are connected to each other in your name amen and now who am i calling up now so i'm calling up alvia all right here's alvia <laughs> thanks pastor ryan Oy, um i'd like to invite up the rest of the elder team um to join me up here and and actually uh, Pastor Ryan, if we can, if I can invite you back up here. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> and um, just as as a team, um, you know, I just want to share a few words and um, for for Ryan, and um, we also have a couple things. And uh, there's a part of me that did not want this day to come, <laughs> and it it's uh you know there's. Not even an emotional guy, I don't think. Um, but, you know, I think at this point, and, um, you know, for the elders, I would say that we're just very thankful for how you've served our community. <coughs> what a noise. Um, this morning I woke up and, and I was thinking about George Floyd and that season where racism was like the height of the conversation. I had people just calling me, texting me all the time. And um, there's some good from that season. At the same time, it was very exhausting. And I I had multiple phone calls from Pastor Ryan checking in on me and, you know, just ministering and serving. And, you know, I think that you have done so with so many of our community, so many that are here today, and then then, um, also just throughout, you know, our city, um, you've left impressions. God has used you, and um, the Spirit has certainly grown God's kingdom through your services. <clears throat> and so we just bless that today. And um, yeah, you know, Isaiah 46 talks about this is the verse that comes up to my mind every once in a while about how God calls people into, you know, he'll pull a bird of prey from one land over to perform his will, and then. He'll call another, Amanda, from a faraway land, you know, 
um, over to another land to, to serve, just to perform, you know, a task. And this is our God, that he utilizes us and serves us um, through his servants. And so while I'm certain that that's how God has used you here, um, I also, for us as elders, it's our prayer that, you know, he'll continue to, to um, build the kingdom here, whether it's in Long Beach or elsewhere, like through the gift sets and the gifts that he's given you, um, the wisdom he's given you, the, the heart, uh, the integrity that he's, he's really led you to carry, and the convictions. And um, I, you know, I personally have zero doubt that, that um, God will continue to use you. And so just thank you for everything that you've done um, for our community. Yeah. And then um, I, uh, Andrew, would you share? Sure. Um, Ryan. You know, I was thinking about what I wanted to say to you up here today. Um, the thing that came to mind was that even though I've known a number of pastors and they've become my friends, you uh, were a friend who became my pastor. And that... Um, that there's just a different nature, I think, to the relationship that you and I have because of that. And um, I'm just, I'm very grateful for it. And you've taught me a lot about being a man and being a Christian man. And uh, I think that there's a lot of people in this room that could say the same thing. So thank you so much. And um, I'm glad that... uh, um, even though you're stepping away as my pastor, you're still going to be my friend. <laughs> so, thank you. And we have a gift from the elder team. Uh, Lila, could you share a little bit about the heart behind the gift? So, go ahead and open that. Um, as I've prayed over you and as uh, you shared with the elder board, uh, uh, yeah, like yeah, right on. <laughs> Um, as you shared with us uh, your heart and your desire to step down, the one image that kept coming to my mind, and I've shared it with you over and over, is the arrow. Yeah. Um, you have been set apart. You have been called to a purpose, and arrows have great purpose. They are sent out with a target in, in t- intended, right? And um, only the maker or the, the, the one that sends out the arrow, can pull it back and launch it again. And you've been called to be a shepherd. You've been called to be a pastor. It may not be in this community, but God is sending you out. So right now he's pulling you back, and he's going to send you out to pastor in a, in a fresh new way. Uh, you're going to affect positive change in another community or in a different space. But I pray that during this time of the season of rest and waiting to know where you're going next, that um, you remember that uh, your intention has already been predestined, and there's nothing that's going to change that. I mean, you might not be in this community serving in that capacity, but there might be a different way. And so we just wanted to remind you that um, you might be stepping down from teaching here 
but you can never step away from your calling. And so uh, we just want to encourage you to continue to be uh, that man of integrity, that person of intent, and um, that you and your family take your time. Don't leave us right away. We want to um, see you go with great intention. So thank you for how you've served us. Um, yeah, Ryan, we just, um, as a community, really just are deeply grateful. We say thank you um, for the ways that you've, you've served us. Um, uh, we're losing a favorite uh, pastor, favorite teacher. Um, and um, yeah, just we just really, we together we hope and we continue to pray for um, the footsteps that God would go and, and, and place, you know, place his placeholders ahead of you um, so that we can see his, continu- his kingdom continue to grow through you. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's a, there's a guy named um, Brandon who we, our community has really uh, ble- been blessed by a lot of amazing pastors and served by so many. And, and Brandon is one that... Um, has uh, mentored many of us, and, and especially Pastor Ryan. And so there's a little surprise that we'll, we'll see here. <laughs> Ryan Longnecker, I'm so glad that I get to celebrate you at this important um, milestone and inflection point of your life. And um, celebration point. And I know little Johnny would be proud too. Um, I was sitting here on my front porch and I was thinking about you and uh, how much I love you and how much I both respect and am inspired by your utter commitment to integrity and to faithfulness and to goodness, to becoming good. And in all the time that I've known you over these many years now. I've just watched you gut out so many places and things that would have been easy to give up on and you just kept leaning in and taking yourself on and I love that about you. And boy, my neighborhood just got really loud. Oh well. Um, And you are this incredibly beautiful mix of humor. Anybody here? I was told Becca the other day, I wish I got a good sense of humor, I think. But I said, I wish I was funny, like really funny, like like Ryan. Um, I love your humor. And then I love how you blend that with this really beautiful intensity as well. Um, such a unique and wonderful combination. And I've seen you bring both of those realities, those facets of who you are, your humor um, and your intensity to life. And nobody, being a pastor is a really hard job. After I was done, I realized, well, that was pretty tough. It's pretty tough. And no one will ever know the stuff that you've walked through and how hard the challenges are and I've seen you just take not only it on but yourself on and your soul on and to me that's as good as it gets um, I trust you and I I want to be connected to you because of how you live 
and because of how you take life with humor and with um, the right seriousness. So on this uh, day of mixed emotions of sadness and, and completion and celebration, I, I wish you rest and um, reflection on a good journey complete. Not the last journey, but a really good journey. I'm proud of you. Um, I admire you and I'm inspired by you and um, celebrate and rest well, my friend. Pastor Brandon, uh, I'd like to invite the pastoral, the, the lead team up here and um, we're going to keep you up here for another minute. I came prepared this time. I did not wear a mascara. <laughs> pastor Ryan, my pastor, Ryan, my friend, um, a person who challenges me in ways that nobody else can, um, to always look at the person right in front of me and see their belovedness and see how they are made in the image of God. Um, you are loved more than you could possibly ever know. And um, you are gonna be missed more than you could possibly ever know. Um, we have a couple gifts for you to remember this time. Um, the first one is this bad boy. So that is um, made by an artist in Haiti. It's signed by him and everything, so it's legit. Um, and he takes recycled oil drums and he turns them into art. Um, and there's so many things I love about that. The, the ashes to beauty um, and giving people uh, their fair living wage in order to live lives and working towards equity. Um, but the two things that I love most about it is, um, first, those pieces are linked together. And so these other pieces are all forged together to create one cohesive piece. And um, you have um, your heart song is linked arms, that we all are linked together. And so as you look at this, you can remember that we are all grafted in. We are all one body of Christ. We are for you as we have known in countless ways that you are for each of us. And it reminded me of the verse. I can't quote scripture. Um, Ryan, you are like a tree planted along the riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green, and you never stop producing fruit. So as you look at this, um, I know that fruit is going to continue to be produced, and um, we're going to see beauty in ways we have not even imagined. 
And then the other gift, what does it look like? I know, it looks like a dime, right? It's, it's a penny. It's a steel penny. Um, so one year during World War II, uh, America needed copper for the war effort, and so they did not make their pennies out of copper. They made them out of steel. And um, when you look at this, that is a reminder first that in a pile of copper pennies, you are the steel penny. You are a one-of-a-kind you are so unique and so precious. It is also to remind you that in times of crisis, it does not stay that way. We return to copper pennies. So this season, though it's been long and hard, will end. And another season will begin that will be full of goodness. And finally, it's steel. And you are steel. Steel does not um, break under pressure. That's why it's used in buildings that bends. And you are unbreakable in the midst of pressure. Um, I think you heard everybody say, every single person who spoke of him, and I truly mean every time I speak of him to others. The word integrity comes up again and again and again. I want all of you to know whether you have gotten to know this man for many, many years or this is the first time you've ever seen him. This is a man of deep integrity. He has walked out every step with so much integrity and goodness and generosity. And there are no words for how much we love you and we're grateful for you. And we can't wait to celebrate you as you go off and do new, good, beautiful things. And we're going to have Gabby pray for you. Oh, Lord, we come to you as a family, Lord. We come to you with our precious pastor, Lord. And in your name, we release him. We release him to do your will. We release him into freedom, Lord. And we say over him, Ryan, you have done so, so well. We are so, so blessed. And we are so, so grateful. You have taught us so much by example. You have taught us so much in the way you have loved us and looked out for us. Even when it was hard, you did the best. And we have felt it and known it, and we have grown from it. So, God, we ask, God, that you would 
bless his family, Lord. Lord, that they would walk into richness. They would walk into more of you, Lord. Lord, that your voice, Lord, would be more and more clear, Lord, with each day, God. Father, I'm reminded of the fruit on that tree, Lord, that it has seeds inside of it. We each have seeds in us, Lord, from the fruit that has been brought forth, Lord. We, I ask, God, that you would further those words, those sermons, those lessons that we learned from Ryan, Lord, that we would bring more fruit forth, Lord, for your glory and for your kingdom. We bless him for your glory and for your kingdom. We are the grateful God. We love him so much, Lord. Thank you. Thank you that he's an example of your love. He's an example of your generosity, your integrity and faithfulness. We thank you. You are good. In Jesus' name, amen.